Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's how call me, call me later about this. Talk Radio. Yo! I'm your producer, Mr. Sykes, and we have your host, Chip Jack on the Attack. Wow. And this is our season finale, the Relationship and Romance episode. It's an episode a lot of you have been waiting for. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to answer some questions. You guys can definitely call in with your questions about dating and romance if you want to pick our brains. Um, that number is 914-205-5458. Uh, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe us on Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. We're on Instagram um, at the Anukai Tree, so make sure you follow us on IG to get the latest updates. And we have a very, very special guest for our season finale, actress Tamara Williams. Ow. She's done some wonderful independent films that you can find on Amazon, Amazon Prime, on um on iTunes, on YouTube. She's also um she's summer from Pose. Damn. Um and she's gonna be here um giving her insight on um dating and relationships. So say what's up to the people, Tamara. Tamara. Hey people. Uh, hey, people. Damn. hey hey hey. We big time. We had guys on one. last week and now we got bitches from Pose on. We is big time. <laughs> What's up, you guys? Um, and also make sure you guys follow her on um, Twitter at um, BlueJBirdie1. Um, that's in the description box. Um, do you have an, an Instagram? Yeah, I don't really use that. I don't really use that Twitter, you know. Um, but I do use my Instagram. It's just Tamara at just Tamara J U S S T A M A R A. And my Facebook I use quite often, which is Tamara M. Williams, T-A-M-A-R-A-M, Williams with an S. Um, okay. All right. So, girl, let me just ask you, how you doing? Now, I know Tamara from way, way back. So this is a, this is a Judy, okay? <laughs> how far is way, way back? You were real way, way. Child, I'm not going to age us or nothing. <laughs> Are we there yet? I don't think we're there yet, right? No, we're not. No, we're still, we're still young and vibrant. And I'm and our skin still got elasticity. So you, I think you could tell the people how far we go back. Shit, like back, like before high school, like fucking back, okay? Like... How much tea you know, I can get 90s? into about back, but like nineties, mid nineties, fucking like back, okay? Like running the streets, <laughs> hoodlums, running the damn streets. So how are we gonna start this? Do you guys want to start with like some of the questions you um, have online, or do you guys want to just like talk about your ideas of um, you know? What what qualities of good relationships and supportive relationships and um ways that people can be more aware in romance and like um the difference between romance and sexuality because a lot of times people don't understand that. Child, um, um, 
that that's a that's a that's a long one. I feel like I feel like that the difference between romance and sexuality um, deserves its own episode. Um, but I would love to hear from each of us, like you know, what I'm saying um, what it is that we feel um, a healthy relationship looks and feels like. And Tamara, if you don't mind starting as our illustrious guest, yes. What what do you consider a healthy relationship? Like, what does a healthy relationship look and feel like for you? A healthy relationship. Romantic specifically. Wow. Romantically specifically. So not healthy friendships, not healthy family relationships, healthy romantic Healthy romantic relationship. relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a healthy romantic relationship to me, I guess, I, I guess it would look... It would look unique to my life, and, um, you know, I can say I, I, I haven't really ever really, I don't know, is this, is, this, is this weird to say? I don't think I've really been in too many healthy relationships that were romantic, um, mm-hmm. just because... You know, I feel like sex complicates everything, and and I think that you know I had a lot of relationships when I was younger. Like I had my first boyfriend when I was twelve years old. Okay, true that. I don't know if you. Yeah, I don't know if you remember him, but mm. I had my little my my little first boyfriend when I was like um, twelve years old, and so I think that those felt like really healthy relationships just because, like, there wasn't really sex involved and everything like that. And, like, I really got a chance to know the person and we, and I felt like they really wanted to get to know me and and, and that they had true feelings for me. Um, I also think because, like, I started having sex young, like, you know, that portion of it made you know, things cloudy for me. So I, I I I wouldn't say that I've never had a healthy relationship. I think that um there have been aspects or times in my relationship where they've been healthy and I don't know. I but I but I do know what, what it looks like. I think that it looks like when a person is trying to get to know you and they are they have a life plan for the both of you, and they want to see you do well. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, like, you know, they, they that there's boundaries in the relationship and there's communication in the relationship. So I think all those things are really important for the relationship to be healthy, just to begin with, you know. And then it, mm-hmm. it comes down to who the people actually are, what our values are as people, right? Indeed. There's something I'd like to definitely touch on. Like, it's definitely going to be unique to the situation. And of course, I just wanted you to speak from your perspective, not trying to, like, speak as though, like, you know, your word is bond and everybody got to, like, follow <laughs> your relationship advice. But I do feel like there is a commonality well, you know. in that. Huh? You know. I said, well, you know, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm taking the public figure thing a little bit more seriously or, or working working to um, and and be more conscious of, like, some of the things that I say and, and things like that because, you know, I may not have had it, but I do know that people are listening and people, uh, you know, follow the things that I do and listen to the things that I say. So it would be wrong of me to say, you know, Oh, yeah, for sure. That's why I I think it is indeed important for you to have said that, um, you know, it definitely would have a situation. I think that people have this idea that a relationship is supposed to look like the next person's relationship, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's important that people have their own relationship dynamics kind of defined, you know, um, for themselves. And not that it should be um, unflexible, you know what I'm saying? Because you meet the person that you love, you, your your idea of a healthy relationship has to now include their idea of a healthy relationship in order for the relationship to truly be healthy for the both of you, um, in my mm-hmm. opinion. 
Um, so, yeah. you know, I just wanted to point out the importance of you saying that, not disparaging you for saying mm-hmm. it, but saying that it's indeed, like, I think, especially as the opening thing, it's really important that people hear um, that your idea, your being whoever, you know what I'm saying, their idea of a relationship is indeed valid and important to define, hone in on, and feel secure in, and not necessarily, like, feel like, oh, well, because it doesn't look like this person's relationship, maybe I should be settling for this thing, or because it doesn't look like this person's relationship, maybe I should be asking for more if that's not necessarily what's on your radar, you Mm know? Um, Right. It has to so, do with you, what you need. Right. So every relationship should indeed be unique, you know. Um, I agree with damn near everything that you said. I mean, I don't disagree with anything that you said. I I think sex does compli- um, complicate things. I think in certain romantic settings, um, in most romantic settings, me personally, like for, for my unique situation, there has to be a level of sexual tension, a, a level of sexual passion, and just like mm-hmm. we need to want right. each other sexually. If there if to me like for the most part everything you said should go towards any relationship, including um friendships and family relationships. We should definitely always be in good communication with our family and with our friends and good communication with our um loved ones, regardless of where that relationship is placed. One of the major differences yeah. is the fact that we want each other sexually. Doesn't mean that we got to be fucking on like a regular basis. To me, yes, because that's a part of my situation and what I need. But for everyone mm-hmm. else, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like for everyone else, no. If you have a need to not have sex for a certain amount of time, you need to make that abundantly clear. I need to not have sex for a two weeks straight every month. Will it hurt right. somebody? Yeah, but if we love you, we're going to do it, especially if you make that clear and right. don't pussyfoot around the situation. You know what I'm saying? Make that abundantly that's a, clear. That's communication. That's communicating your boundaries. Like, exactly. You know, or, 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 but, but I want to go back to the – I want to go back to the thing you said about being sexually attracted and there needing to be tension because I think – in a lot of my relationships, I wasn't really sexually attracted to the person. I was attracted to who the person was. Mm. And, elaborate on that before you, before also, you continue. Huh? Can you elaborate on that? Like, what do you mean by what you weren't attracted to the person you were attracted to who they were? I wasn't attracted physically to, to many people that I dated. Like, and you see many people that I dated because, like I said, we go with Like, all right, so let's You say the cuties. Let's set the... Let's set the Huh? You dated cuties, he says. <laughs> I've dated cuties, yes I have. But you thought they were cuties and you have a different lens and vantage point than I do and you mm, always did. And and so so I was more I, I was more attracted to who the person was for a lack of a let's set the tone. So I met Jack when I started going to um, a school in Harlem that is known for the performing arts called HSA, which is Harlem School of the Arts. HSA? HSA! <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to HSA. Oh, my God. So, shout out to HSA. And so, um, we met there, and, like, we was, like, the only two, like, I guess you could say now we was, like, at young ages, gender non-conforming, maybe. Mm. Right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Not, 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 okay, so anyway, so I won't go into the details of it, but, and so, um, so we got together, and we became acquainted, and we actually found out we were really good friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, You've seen so many people that I dated. I've seen people that you dated. And that's a funny thing, too, because now I see more of, like, the physical aspect than – because, like I said, I used to like people for who they were, right? I used to always pick out, like, the good things about people, not look at – I mean, of course I was attracted, but the good things in people is what attracted me. So, like – 
like, remember Sipo? Remember Sipo? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, we get into it, girl. And I dated Sipo who was, like, this androgynous, like, beautiful, like, drag and, like, or, like, and so... Like, I thought this person was so nice. I mean, I thought they were cute, you know what I mean? Like, I, I thought they were attractive enough for me to date, but I just, it was about the person, you know what I mean? It wasn't about their physicality. And sometimes that was not always a good thing because I didn't necessarily want to be intimate with somebody who I didn't uh, find physically attractive. But then when you when you sleep with somebody who you find physically attractive, you realize there's really nothing more than that physical. And so, I mean, I really feel like I had to, like, grow up and, like, look inside of me and realize what it is that I want sexually, realize what it is that I want, um, you know, intimately, romantically, in a partner, in a, yeah, in a, in a teammate, and combine the two. And if you're, if you're that person, then, hey. If you're not, you know, I'll get my check and you get yours. But <laughs> this has been fine. I can't again and have a good night. <laughs> like, like so. most, I think you also, like, we learned that, like, you have to recognize when the major components are there and then, like, if there is a lack of anything, you have to realize if, 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 if that lack is something we can build on or not. Mm. Because, like, if it's... Well, if, what kind if of it, lack can you build on? Um, just speaking from personal experience, like with Jack and I's relationship, I can say that like we have different levels of like um sex drive. So like he's way more sexual than me. Like I can have sex once a month and be good, and that's been like a major point of contention in our relationship. So what I've had to do is sort of like bring myself up his level of sex drive and it's like it's not something that was like impossible for me to do it's been it's been it's, it's been work because it's not like i don't desire him sexually it's not that i don't find him like fucking like sexy as fucking hell because man you know but it's just like literally like because like i'm so into him like i could get it from him like once in a month and be like completely good but he doesn't function that way so like i have to like bring myself to just like like and find like a good like we've been like working on finding like a good balance of like sexual activity where we're where we're both satisfied and both of our needs are being met in that way. But it's, exactly. there's also things like um beliefs, like structural like um politics oh, and wait, integrity. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go okay. to belief before you go to belief. Uh, well you said like what can be working what can um, it was definitely a struggle. You said it's something that we've had to work on. Um, again, I love him. I'm sexually attracted to him. Understanding that um, his only his only need for like maybe once a month also comes from being sexually satisfied and gratified me in that way is comforting. Um, in the moments where he needs to like recharge, but like I said, when you love somebody and there's a deeper connection than sex, like you were saying, because everything about him physically is what I like. You you know my type, so <laughs> he definitely fits the bill. Uh-huh. And and um, you know what I'm saying, but all the things behind that are what drew me to him as something to pursue seriously. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's that stuff that allows, even through the difficult times for me to, like, not fucking stray or not um, leave or feel, like, completely down in the dumps all the time by not, like, necessarily having sex three times a day, which is something that I could absolutely do. But that's unrealistic for most people in the first place. And then second of all, like I said before, if you is the partner that you want to be with and most importantly you choose to be with you have to also choose to compromise and find a meet a space where if he needs time to recharge it's not that he doesn't need time to not have sex in the way that like oh no i need time to myself and not be sexual it's like no 
he has a limit, you know what I'm saying, that his battery needs to be plugged in and charged up, and when he's back at full, we can get it going again. And, you know what I'm saying, those times might change and differ based on certain levels of stress and et cetera, have you. So these are things that you learn about a person at the end of the day, whether that's okay with me that, you know what I'm saying, like he, uh, you know what I'm saying, has this moments where he needs to not have sex is also something that we can ask him where it's like, okay, are you okay with the fact that your man needs to have sex or would like to have sex so often? You know what I'm saying? So it's like something that we both have to compromise on. It's not like just a one-sided thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you guys are compromising. I I was saying that I also believe there are things that you can't build on, like such as like structural beliefs, like politics, and um, maybe sometimes, not always, but like beliefs about spirituality. Like, if you are like, if you intrinsically believe that like black people are lesser, I'm not gonna get like romantically involved with you and then try to try to change your mind about that through romance right. because that like that kind of that kind of work can be spiritually and internally like disruptive and destructive so i'm not gonna like destroy myself in order to like be a find a way to be in love with you Mm -hmm. like that that that's a no-go for me but i feel like if i can like help you out with something and we can make something better like maybe like it's like there's some trauma involved like there's some past relationships like something that we can like honestly work through but like not I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel with my lover. Right. Like if you if you got some baggage, we can unpack this baggage. Exactly. Exactly. And that's and that's my point with DL men. Mm. Okay, we're going into it, into it. Into it, into it. And why I'm no longer dating DL men. Because of the simple fact. I mean, I would never talk about not, you know, who they are or whatever. The reason why I'm not dating DL men is because, like, you can't change a person's mind. If a person thinks you're a man, a person thinks you're a man. Whether this Please. guy wants to be with you or not, you know what I mean? What this guy thinks about you, what well, what I'm saying is not even not even what a guy thinks you are. I mean, not even whether a guy thinks you're a man or not. I don't mm-hmm. need to keep saying that because that's not really my issue. My issue is that what a guy thinks of a woman in a relationship is very important. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Because it will determine how he treats the relationship and treats you in the relationship. And, you know, I want a guy that thinks of me highly. And, you know, that's just that. You know, maybe I have work to do in order to get to that point. But so be it. I'll be by myself until I finish doing that work. And I'm sure, I'm sure that I would save a whole lot of money. I should have like an energy like, girl. Sometimes we get into relationships okay. with men that <clears throat> don't respect women. So mm. you're in this battle trying to make him respect you when he doesn't even respect like your entire no. um like gender and like like fucking um sexual function. Like if you think women are lesser like I'm never gonna be able to get into a partnership place with you because you have to, you have to like to have a partnership you have to, you have to see me as an equal. So if you're in a relationship with a man that doesn't see women as equals, period, since you you fight in a losing battle. Okay, and that brings me to the point. Like I, I feel like a lot of people say things like, "Oh, like you have to be a complete person before you get into a relationship." I disagree with that. What I do agree with is that you have to have a sense of self worth mm. that outshines all things that might diminish that self that self worth. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like it's just not gonna work. So if you don't have what it takes to be alone because you know that regardless you are popping in and of yourself and you have that self worth, then you probably shouldn't be with somebody because they can manipulate you and turn you around and do all kinds of things with you because everything will be about staying with them instead of about working on the positivity in the relationship. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is a hot topic of discussion. So if you guys want to join in, make sure you call that call in number. It's 914-205-5458. And we're gonna get into some of these questions from online. 
if you don't mind, like, are you guys ready for I would still, I would okay, still continue continue my I'm so ready. But we're going to get into these questions in a second. So it's like, if you, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, if it's not that it's not that you can't in a relationship have moments of insecurity. That's not it either. Like who's it, who's like at the end of the day, to me, if you're gonna be in a relationship, then your home or whatever like situation that y'all create together, whether y'all have been together yet or not, when y'all are together, there needs to be a sense of the allowance of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, there needs to be a sense of home, you know, and to me home is supposed to be a sanctuary. Like I'm not supposed to come home to the street. You know what I'm saying? So if I got to deal with the same judgments that I get in the street at home, that's not the one. If I got to deal with the same, um, you know what I'm saying, hardships or whatever that you deal with in the street from random strangers, you know what I'm saying, as queer people, we deal with a lot of shit on a regular basis. So again, like the self-worth that you're raising for yourself to not um, deal with DL men anymore is literally that making sure that you don't bring into your house the same shit that you will deal with in the streets. I just thought of something like I had a, a slight revelation and like that's why women that's why like we do what we do like that's why we make a home that's a safe haven that's why we cook that's why we clean that's why we keep the house together so you like as a black man or even any man can come back in from like the and like feel at peace and at ease and you know you don't have to fight the world in here and what I feel like a lot of women ask for is the same thing from their men but like men have difficulty like providing that they feel like if they're paying the bills they're providing that and they're like it's not all monetary like women women are whole people like women have emotional lives, spiritual lives mental lives so what are you doing to create um, a world that is um, sheltering of that. And we have a caller right now. We're going to take that. So um, number in the end, 918-9-1-7-1-8. Okay, we, we got a couple callers. Oh, no, it's the same caller. Okay. Uh, um, 1983, you're on. Hey. So number in 19... Hello, hello. Try the other one. Yeah. Hello, hello. Number in 1983, call Hello. Hey, who's there? Hey, how are you? This is CJ. Good. Hey, CJ. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing good. You got a question for us or Tamara? No, I just called to listen in. I just jumped in. Oh, okay. You don't got to call to listen in. Just go to blogtalkradio.com slash a new kind. You should be good. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Mara, go ahead. Oh, hey, CJ. What's going on? Oh, wait. Well, they're going. Um, they go. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, I was going to talk about that because, to me, that sounds like language of love. When a guy feels like he's putting in his effort into this relationship. Because, I mean, come on. A lot of guys feel like, I love this woman, that's why I'm here, you know what I mean? If I didn't love you, I wouldn't be paying the bills, I wouldn't be working my butt off to do X, Y, and Z. And I think that, you know, that's really speaking to a guy's language of love, like how guys express love. They express love as providers, and, you know, they feel like if they can't give a woman love, I mean, provide for a woman that she's going to cheat. Why? Mm. Because won't feel love. You know what? I agree to some degree. I feel like men are socially conditioned to um, feel like their love yes, language I, has I, to be provided. Well. Because I, and, and I think I, I charge any male or man identifying individual to look into themselves and see what their love language actually is. Because uh-huh. I mean, like your 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 real love language is way better than what society told you your love language should be. Also, you guys right. gotta speak each other's love language. Like, I don't give a fuck how much providing you're doing if you're not giving me the quality time and the physical that I need, which are both of which are both my first two majors. You're 
I'm saying then it's not working. Okay, and 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 if if Patrick is not getting the um the um acts of service and what was the other one? What was the secondary one? Um, quality time. Yeah, like and quality time. See, and that that works because we have things that match to some degree as well. So if um they're not getting their quality time and their actual service, then it's it's not working. You know what I'm saying? Like we you gotta learn and speak each other's love language. I also think that creating a home, um, is you know what I'm saying more than anything you could do physical. It's literally just like listening to a person and being able to validate that you heard them speaking, let alone whether you validate what they said or not. Did you hear a person speaking whatsoever? You know what I'm saying? Um, um, Are you judging them the way that people judge them in the world? Or are you like listening to them with the ears of someone who understands and wants to know more so that they can have more understanding instead of like, oh, I'm going to judge that and shut that down. You know, um, and we're gonna say. And let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's be clear, because this this is very enchanting what you're saying. But let's be clear mm-hmm. that this is not for everyone. You cannot just meet a person and feel butterflies because this person is cute or because this person does X, Y, and Z for you, and say, I'm gonna do these things and I'm gonna listen to this person this way. Because no, actually, some guys. Are some people, not guys, some people are, are, are just not, you know, intellectually there with you. Some people are not, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people's values don't meet up with yours. Some people, right. you know, it, 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 so, so let's, that's, I think that's really enchanting what you're saying, but also the aspect of, like, a, adulthood has to kick in at some point where it's, like, it's not just, like, roses and butterflies. And oh no, for sure. Like, I'm gonna work on being with this person because I feel this like intense attraction to them, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's real world elements to the thing for sure. Like you gotta help pay the bills. You gotta help. You know what I'm saying? Like um, keep the lights on. You gotta. You know what I'm saying? All kinds of things. Like, it definitely helps to have someone in the house that can cook, and if not cook, provide money for somebody else to cook. All kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? I guess my main idea, and it could still sound enchanting, but we live in a world, especially as colored people, and then as colored queer people, we live in a world where anything can happen tomorrow, where, like, your funds could be randomly liquidated, where, like, some shit could go one way, y'all kicked out the house and need to figure out where to go in another situation. What's going to keep y'all together if all of that breaks down? And I feel like being able to at least speak each other's love language and understand each other on an emotional level, again, not judge each other, and all those things that are non-tangible are the things that will keep you together in a situation in which all of those physical creature comforts that Western society has allowed us and kind of forced us to think are, you know what I'm saying, are paramount in living, regardless whether you're living in a relationship or not, um, collapse. So if the government collapses tomorrow and, you know, some shit goes down and we got to literally fight our way out of some shit, what's going to keep us together instead of us thinking, okay, it's best that we split and never come back? Um, so on that, we're going to take a break. We're going to play this jam by yours truly, Jip Jack. It's called Nemi, and it was produced by our very own Bridget Perez, who we played a while back. Um, her song was Fall Back Beat. You. Please go to BridgetPerez.com and check out all her music and productions. And go to JipJack.com and check out all of the videos, music, and products that we have online. Got the info early. Tell me 
tell y'all little story. See, back in the day, there was no way, way to escape. Bigotry, hate, what did I say? Added the pain, hated my name, hated my flame. It was a shame, what can I say? Did a few things you never knew. Had a few strings, what till I root? What can I do? Had me the crew, that me the strange, could never be you. What can I say? What can I do? But me. By yours truly, Jip Jack on the attack. And um, where like, so if you guys have any actual questions, you guys want to call in, have any comments or anything we're saying, that number is now four two zero five five four five eight. You can also like, subscribe, and follow us on the New Kaya Tree on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And also follow us on Instagram at at a New Kaya Tree. Um. Can you spell that, baby? Because you know. A N V K A I. Say it. A N V K A I. Tree niggas. Tree. So you can find us anywhere where podcasts are available. We have um, our illustrious um, guest for tonight, um, actress Tamara Williams. Um, what's What's your um, What's your IG again, Boo? Tamara. Tamara, he's there. Excuse me, I have a, hi, I have my phone on mute, my bad. Oh, okay. At Justamara, J-U-S-S-P-A-M-A-R-A. And please follow her. Support. You know that one of our major tenets is that we support each other. Otherwise, we got to go through methods that are not necessarily the best for this our people. This is a non-monetized page, and, like, it very well could be. So the band is not all up in this. There's no commercials except ours. Period. Um, yeah. So we're gonna get to some of these questions. Oops, that's the wrong button. <laughs> we live, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um our first question is from Instagram. Um and it's from it's a fab. It's a fib. So what she asked us is out. Um <laughs> How do, I, uh, how do ideologies play into your dating life? Specifically, how your dating pool strengths as your uh, your ideology strengthens? Hmm. I, I think, uh, like, from what, and I think I, like, have, like, a what um, she means is as you, like, sort of become more, quote-unquote, woke things, like, 
you realize like there are less people that are awakened. So how do you like navigate dating once that happens? And that's been a big issue for me. Mm. Um, like speaking as a like a black person in America, I was raised in a very pro pro black family. Like I've always been aware of certain things. Um, I was raised in a very like psychic and like spiritual family. So I was like very more attuned to alternative spiritualities other than Christianity. So like when dating someone that's like very Christian and like very colonized, I would always come up against certain issues and sort of like ideology and the way we think and approach about certain things that wouldn't match up. And I said it in last week's episode with Gazi, like the after show. So check that out too. Um, we have like a really great Bozo, who is the commander in chief of um, Black Hammer Org, um, which is a great um, Black ultra, um, revolutionary organization. Donate to them, like support what they're doing, doing great things in the community. Uh, anyway, um, place your politics in a relationship. Like if you guys, if you if you don't have sort of a similar foundation or even a similar understanding of your worldview, it's it's not gonna work. You can't make a Republican into a Democrat. Make um a Democratic revolutionary. Right. You can't make a Democrat into a revolutionary. Like you can't make someone who is content on the status quo um ready for revolution. Like that's like that's not your work like and being in love is not gonna do that. Like, yeah, and I feel like oftentimes we as people, like marginalized people, period, sacrifice that to like gain certain like privileges and certain sort of things in notoriety. Like, I don't date white men for the simple fact that anytime I have like their privilege and my blackness have always like rubbed at some point, and I can't as a person that's romantically evolved you or like being in love with you have to explain or defend my position as a marginalized person each and every time in order for you to gain some education because that sort of kills romance for me. Right. Some people do it. Some people find ways to make it work and I'm not like faulting anybody for your decision but you like in the position that we're in as black people in this country like I feel like you also have to consider when it comes down to it, when the time comes to revolution, will your partner be ready, willing, and able to be down by your side or even understand you on a level that other people in your position will? And the answer is oftentimes no, because like the way you, the way you're raised right. creates your world, and then you can educate yourself to change that. But at the end of the day. For example, like my example that I use, white people are going to do what they need to do to secure their privilege. Right. They may they may completely believe black people are equal power and all that, but like if it comes down to the fact that white people will be out of power, who are they going to like? Who are they going to side with? Right. And I don't want to have to think about those things in a romantic relationship. Period. And again, like was said um, in the in the beginning of that. Um, it's not your responsibility. I feel like a lot of people really believe that they can change shit from the inside, and it's just not set up in that way. Um, Tamara, how about you think about that? I mean, I think, wow, this conversation really took a, a really hard nosedive. I was like, wow. Whoa. Not a nosedive. I mean, it took a hard turn, you know, because, like, I don't, you know, I guess it is about the way you're brought up, because I don't See, you know, anything wrong with dating a guy who's white, who's da- dating a guy who's Asian, dating a guy who's it's not about interracial dating. It's about ideology. Yeah, it's not about interracial dating. It's about ideology and 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 um and no, 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 I'm getting to it. I'm getting I'm getting to that because you know I think that you know ideology can be understood by any human being. It's not privy it's to not. race. It's not though. It's you know not because I mean? I've done dated some way. Asian dudes that were woke and like realized that we as like people of color have like 
this struggle and we need to resist, where I've dated that were just like super colonized and like the white man was right formed to his will. It's right, about a mental, and that's what I'm saying because a mental proximity it's, it's to about the white how man. you were raised. It's about how you were raised, you know what I mean? I, I just feel like I just I just, you know, I don't I don't I don't I, I don't have, you know, I don't I don't I don't have any qualms about about uh about dating someone with a different ideology either because, you know, I'm really good at or at least I like to think I'm really good at agreeing to disagree. Um, I think that there are levels though, you know, um like so okay, for instance, you date a guy whose ideology on killing is much different than yours, right? Mm-hmm. Um but does that mean he's gonna go out and kill people? If he is gonna go out and kill people then I might not date him. I'm not saying I'm going to date a killer, but that's an extreme example of, like, you know, I don't believe that you should kill anyone. I don't believe that people should be killed. Um, but even in terms so, of whether, uh, even in terms of whether police, you know, that they have based on an ideology that is about a proximity to, a mental proximity to whiteness that might indeed also be connected to a physical proximity to whiteness. Something like that, where it's like, okay, literally this white person could call the cops on you as a black person and you could end up dead. And that could be something that they literally don't think about in the moment simply because they are white in America and have not necessarily been raised in a way, like you said, based on raising in a way that would be sensitive to the fact that the police may indeed be dangerous for you. This is why sometimes like agreeing to disagree on, on many cases, agreeing to disagree can end up killing a marginalized individual. You better say it, baby. Um, no, and I get, but, I completely, I completely, I completely hear what you're saying and I completely understand where you're going with this. I'm saying that, okay, could you sit down and have that same conversation in a relationship where you're dating a guy who's maybe Caucasian. I would never set myself up for that. But for people but see, who try... But, okay, that's a person from, a, from a standpoint of a person that has, like, I have, like, I've dated many a white man and will no longer because in my experience, like, there may be a point, like, where you have these conversations personally, but in action... Right. It turns out a different way. And then, like, you have well, to that, go home. That, that you have to have pillow talk and discuss white. that. And those conversations. But doesn't it? It's about his proximity of whiteness, so. both mentally and so physically. I don't think so because I don't think so because there are, you know, in my, and in my experience, there have been times where I've been out and, you know, maybe something might happen and, the person who ran on me was a black guy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, right. that's not that's not saying black men are not fucking dangerous as fuck to our community as well. That's not saying that at all. What we're saying, for the most and part, even in that, even in the, even in that, that black man's mind, that, even in that black man's mind, that what, Tamara, even in that black man's mind. Let me just let me just clear up what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that that they're not dangerous or whatever have you. I'm saying that anybody can be dangerous, but and anybody can say anything inside the house when you're talking about something, but you know anybody can act in, within fear or or in poor judgment or or bad taste with false with faulty ideology because what you're saying that black these black men who are, who are pushing things to you and I mean this is not a, supposed to be a race conversation but to, to understand what's being said it's not about somebody's skin color it's about their mental proximity to whiteness which I've said at least four times in this conversation so when someone's okay. mental proximity to whiteness is the kind of thing where they don't respect the Africanness of your experience right because of how you are a woman and because of the steps you had to go to to be the woman that you are today versus the steps that are comfortable with them, you know what I'm saying, and what it means to become a woman to them, right? That's anti-blackness, even if they're the most chocolate person in the world, 
right? So that's what we're saying. Exactly. When the ideology, when the ideology is so far gone from that kind of situation, would you come out of your, come off your square to date that person? And then what happens when that dating pool gets um, shrunken down because you refuse to not date people who share that ideology? Because, like you said, there are things that people will say to you in the bed. After getting some puss, etc., that um, are well, not okay. that they would okay. do it. Well, you know, well, what, well, what is relation? I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm what I'm. What Call is your? Told. I'm Call not me, but I mean, not me, not me. But what is the what is the goal of a relationship? I mean, I think I think that question is really for a person who has the goal of like you Let's said, the, like if the world ends, then. You know what makes you really right. stay, and if the world right. ends, let, let, you know a person. Let's, let's take this caller. So call in twenty six zero zero. You're on with us. Hello. Hi. Hey. It's, hello, it's Sophia. Sophia, hey, what's going yes. on, girl? This is the, this is the one who asked Hi. the question actually. Yes. Um, hey, Sophia, what's so, going on, girl? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Nice to speak to you. So. The first thing I want to say is that if I mention something that might have been said already previously in the podcast, then I apologize because I wasn't able to listen to the whole thing. Um, All good. So you're, you're I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> so um, I asked the question because I think what I've noticed in my dating life is that when you – have a very strong ideology and you meet someone whose ideology doesn't match that it's hard to be compatible because you're going to find yourself in situations where your ideology conflicts with theirs and I know um, one thing that is very hard for me to deal with is heterosexual men that are homophobic and Mm -hmm. I date men, so be meeting men that's and you're a mother of three, like, so you have a whole different factor of like right what that means right I like have you, you're, you're raising friends right and I know that there's a certain ideology I don't want passed down to them. I know there's a certain ideology I don't want, um, you know, expressed to them, and I don't want them around. So okay. I have to be very particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So okay. I don't know. Like, that's what I was yeah. looking at. Like, like, like what, what, what are your expectations for dating? Like, if your expectations for dating are just to find a man and just to not be alone, you might settle for somebody who has different ideologies than you because the truth is there's a lot of women out there whose men are homophobic, whose men are, you know, like um, racist and what have you, and they may not be, but they go along with it because they don't want to be alone. I will say that I have not yet met, and this is it could be absolutely true, right, that these people exist, but I have not yet met a woman that was able to be homophobic that wasn't themselves willing to adopt homophobia on a regular basis. And to me, if you're even willing to put on a mask of homophobia, homophobia even if you're willing... Is it necessarily homophobia or is it something else? Because I I think... If you're willing to put on a mask of homophobia, then it's just as harmful. Being homophobic and, and things like that, like a woman, like women in general, we as women and and, and I wasn't around, but only it's the part two. Years we ago have to go was the we right to vote. It's like black people being racist, like you know what I mean. Like I think that homophobia and women is more is something. This is I, I, and I'm saying that women can't be homophobic. But I think a lot of times it's not about homophobia. It's about territorialism or it's about... Um, that's homophobia. That, 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 that is a homophobia. 
it's it's still homophobia. End of the day, if 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 you would be okay with this gay man being off of the planet throughout life to maintain your relationship with your man, use a homophobe, honey. And that's just it's just it is just is what it is. We're gonna have to take this conversation into a part two. I knew this wasn't gonna be a one episode situation. Um, yes, yeah, so I have so you want you to call back in. Well, let me be quiet. Um, no, we got we got five minutes left, so um, we do have a little bit of time for that question, Tamara. Please ask it. I just wanted to let y'all know that we're going to have to do this again. <laughs> well, I don't want to sound crazy, but, you know, like, I hear what y'all saying that it is homophobia, that it is homophobia, and I'm just trying to understand, like, If a person, like, okay, so if a person doesn't prefer to hang out with gay men, are they homophobic? Yes. Because, because honestly, because honestly, who you lay down with, what is the difference between a gay man and a straight man? Like, and, like any reason that you could present is steeped to homophobia. But there's, I mean, there's because a lot if you're a cis, like if you're a cisgender man, like. But hold on, wait. That's just like this is like like it's it's. Oof. I'm not gonna say how I feel about it. But not to go to gay clubs, you know what I mean? To go to straight clubs, you know. The reason, the reason that any gay person or, or would prefer not to be around any straight people is the same reason any black person would prefer not to be around any white people. Historically and including presently, they are dangerous for us. They are dangerous for the LGBTQ community because it's not gays killing straights. It's the other way around. It's not black killing whites. It's the other way around. So if I choose to save myself and continue my safety by not indulging in the company of people whose ancestors and whose friends and whose um, uncles who might be police and whose, um, you know, cousins might be gangbangers and whatever have you, um, cause my body and my life harm, that is me saving my life. That is not literally me sitting there like saying, I hate all shit. It's like, no, actually, I have a reason to legitimately be afraid of you. So would I call it heterophobia? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, that okay. shit is justified because we are literally in danger in their presence on a regular basis. And for me to then have to take my sure. mind and my energy to, 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 make, to make some kind of logical conclusion that would allow me to hang out with you because oh I want to what my um um Muhammad said, ten thousand snakes are at my front door coming towards me and a thousand of them are not venomous and want to be my friend do I open that door hell no that would be ridiculous if you open that door and it's just that simple and now the straight well, up the straight up this of it. It's okay if you want to be ridiculous. I ain't going to judge you. Ridiculous is just a word to describe what you're doing. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. You're not going to open your door to a bunch of niggas with guns and only ten, and 10 of them are like, oh, that's my friend. Oh, well, you still open the door, um, opened your door to a bunch of niggas with guns that hate you for who you are. That's, that's not something that you should do as a person of level-headed mindset. Right. And all I was saying, all I was asking that question was, you know, because the conversation, the question, I think um, you did say it was, it, correct me if I'm wrong, like, if your ideologies change. But, you know, if your ideologies can if your ideologies can change and you get with a person who has, you know, fucked up shit going on or whatever, not saying people change because you can change them, um, but I think just the existence of other people changes people. So, I don't know. They have, but they have. Be a common basis like that can't happen in extremes, and right. I think like you're talking about absolutely. like absolutely like I think you're talking about like if there's an extreme in, in existence in a relationship, like the, right, and that's why the romantic partner could probably like sway that like that. I'm sorry, that don't have reality sis, and I'm only saying who's tried and tested it. But like we're gonna close, and, and we're Kelly gonna so we're gonna message you guys. You know, you we're gonna close, and we're gonna message you guys right back, um, to get on part two of this episode because we do need to continue this conversation, and I don't want to cut you off. So like Safia and um Tamara, we're gonna like message you, um, when you can call back okay. in. Please please call back in. 
Uh, I'm going to set up the okay. part two right now. Thank you for joining us on our season finale. We're coming right back with you with part two. So, like, if you're, like, listening to us on Spotify, um, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and I, you check out part two of Romance and Relationships. And have a good night, guys. But Yo! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.